0: Hello and welcome to Life of the School, Episode 112. Hello, my name is Aaron Matthew, and I'm a biology teacher from Massachusetts, and on the Life of School podcast, I sit down with fellow life science teachers, and we talk about what are the issues facing us in our classrooms. Uh, this episode, we're going to sit down and talk about end-of-course exams during a pandemic. In our last episode, we talked about end-of-course exams, and we're going to build off that this time. And so I introduced myself as Aaron Matthew, but uh, I should have maybe introduced myself as a humane ratio or possibly (laughs) T mania hour uh because the the goofy question for today is what's the best anagram of your name and my best anagram was a humane ratio or or tea mania hour i don't know what people think is better of those two but i thought those are my two favorites uh and joining us from uh, missouri is ryan laxon how about you ryan what is your uh what is your uh, favorite of your? Uh,
1: <laughs> mine, mine was mine was Ken Snarl Yo. Anything that ends in Yo, I'm, I'm all for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ken Snarl Yo is pretty
1: good. I, I put all of your
0: names in, and so I uh, I. I enjoyed. I was very uh, humorous. Some of them were very off-color. Uh, we not want to use them. But, uh, uh, and so, joining us from Arizona is Tanea Hibbler. Welcome, Tanea.
2: Hey. So, I think the trick is you got to use your first and your last name. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I I just put in my first name the first time. So okay. I like which I like the Blythe Arena or Liar Beneath. Oh, yeah. I liked is... Layer Beneath, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't figure out what you had done until I put him in and I was like, oh,
0: she just did her first. And so she, I I also think a neat is a good one. You put neat with two A's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very good and uh also uh joining us from the background you've heard her laughing uh from Texas <laughs> is Lee Ferguson or what should we call you Lee
3: i'm I'm kind of partial
0: to generous
3: elf myself yeah, um I... but refuge and soul is also good since I'm latina mm. <laughs> so, so both of those I think are pretty good yes. <laughs> I might need to one. change my my Twitter name to generous, generous elf, elf. So, <laughs> oh, <that's cool. laughs> And Next see if month. people figure it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Next month, we should all we should make it a thing that we like privately tell people to change. Maybe that should be the thing. If you listen to this episode, you should, for a couple of days, change your name to an anagram. And I put a, an anagram creator uh, yes. in there. It'll be a, how we know how Life of the School listeners will all be uh, together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we had a, our, our classic, uh, sunshiny uh, first episode where I talk about an issue in our classrooms. And by the end, we were all uh, significantly uh, (laughs) down on our our, our day-to-day work. But uh, today we're going to talk about something uh, that I can't imagine is going to be more positive, but um, I think we're going to find some sunshiny rays in there. Uh, And that is to talk about uh, end-of-course exams in the pandemic. So uh, we uh, defined end-of-course exams last episode as uh, either the mandatory uh, state exams like Lee has in Texas and, and I have in Massachusetts and I don't even think we we talked about Ryan, but Ryan, you'll have to tell us uh, your standards and uh, Tanea in her private school who doesn't have to deal with them. Uh, <laughs> but we also <laughs> talked about them as the the optional uh, exams that students can choose to take, like an AP or an IB or a, that, that those type of courses. So uh, I guess we'll start uh, with you, Lee, because I think mm-hmm. we got into it a little bit last time, but yeah. What is the what is expected of of your students and and how freaked out are you right now uh for the students in your school facing down end of course exams?
3: So as far as like AP and IB exams go, I'm I'm pretty okay with what's coming. Um just because, you know, for for you know, first of all, we're my team and I are gonna be prepared to teach the entire curriculum, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we started in August. I know a lot of people don't get that, you know, get to start early like that, but that's just how we start. Um And because we've been hybrid, you know, we've had all of our students in one form or another all year long. Um, As far as IB exams go, the IB came out and said, yes, so we're altering the contents of the exam. You know, we're cutting out the third part of the exam. So no paper three. And, you know, you don't have to teach the curriculum options. You can just focus on this. And I'm like, thank god because it cuts out a lot of stuff not that i wouldn't have enjoyed teaching it but it buys me back at least a month and a half of time Mm -hmm. and and that's huge that is enormous and so i'm super pumped about that i feel for the folks that teach ninth grade though because those teachers are still expected to be accountable for that exam because let's face it ultimately it's the teachers that are accountable for those exams and so those students are still going to have to take them um and you know there is a lot of resistance statewide to even having star tests this year they were canceled last year uh, by the state and our legislature meets in actually they meet this month um because our our legislature in their infinite wisdom only meets every other year which is dumb but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see, you know, the big advocacy groups here in the state petition for those exams to be postponed yet again. Um, the problem is, is that those exams are also a big factor into our school accountability ratings. And right now you have a lot of schools, you know, throughout the state whose school accountability ratings, um, you know, are poor because of those exams. You know, because of those exams. And so, you know, my my husband's school, for example, is one of them, Um, you know, and so they're being monitored by the state. (laughs) And so, you know, teachers are being expected to prepare students for these exams, given these conditions under which we're all working. And there's no guarantee that the students are going to be successful. You know, because there's talk of, oh, there's so much learning loss that's happened and, and, you know, we've lost so many students in the system, you know, because of virtual learning and so on and so forth. And so I, I mean, I've, I feel for the people who have to teach those, you know, teach the kids the curriculums assessed on the state exams, you know, because they, they have not gotten any kind of break, you know, as far as, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're just going to push forward as normal you know, even though things are not normal. So, and supposedly this is the thing that's going to really is going to make me wonder how they're going to pull this off. It's all going to be delivered by the computer. It's like, it's all going to be, you know, online. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> when y'all did this in the past, <laughs> it yeah. didn't end well. So how is this going to, how, how, how have you changed since then? <laughs> so I, I, I'm just gonna sit back, eat my popcorn, and watch because I don't know how this is gonna happen. I really don't.
0: Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I have many parallels to what's going on in my state. Um, I'll hold hold on those thoughts. Uh, how about, uh, Ryan? Uh, as I said, you you are you live in an interesting place, uh, particularly compared to Massachusetts. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that we live in the same country. Um, I don't think you. so. <laughs> 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 but uh but what is, what is uh what is Planet Missouri doing this year? Uh how's things going there?
1: Well, they have come out and said that they are still going to administer the state and of course exams. Um so kind of like the star tests. Uh but they are not going to be used for accountability purposes, which if that's tr- the truth then why are they offering why, why are they still doing them at all? Why why not just skip them like we did last year. So makes me wonder, you know, what, what nefarious reason they have for um, offering or forcing kids to take them anyway. Um, I said in the last episode, we, we, my school doesn't offer AP bio this year. We offered AP chem, but I'm a first year AP chem teacher and I don't know what I'm doing. So I've advised all of my students to not take the AP exam they're more than welcome to if they would like, but I I'm not confident in my ability uh, this year to prepare them for that, especially with how much kids have been in and out. Um,
2: Can I ask so you a question? Sure. So, are because at my school, like if they take the class, they have to take the exam. Is it like um, you guys did? Because I thought they had moved the registration up for the AP test. Did, do they not have to pay for the registration or are they allowed to cancel it
1: we are a title one school so my kids don't pay for ap exams anyway oh okay. they the, the district pays for them so um i, I mean they, they're highly encouraged to because it looks good on state report cards when kids take ap exams regardless of how they do but um just especially this year there was just way too many variables against their, against them. So, I mean, I, I, I told them if it was me, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't even feel confident taking the EP chem exam myself, if, I've, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Mm. Um, and so uh, like for my dual credit courses, my dual credit courses, historically, we give the um, final exam with the associated course and Luckily, the universities have been very lenient, so we are able to give whatever we want as a final assessment, so that's been nice. But in terms of state and, of course, exams, apparently it is just business as usual, which, again, doesn't make any sense to me. Wow.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm not surprised to hear it. Um, (laughs) The way I've been hearing what a lot of people are saying. All right. Well, uh, Tanea, you know your your state exams don't impact you, but you know you you live in the state, and you, what's going on in schools maybe around you, if you know, or what's going on with your kids in terms of their and of course exams at your school.
2: I'm going to be honest; I d- I do not keep track of what the state of Arizona is doing, um, so I don't know what the public school teachers are experiencing, but I do know we have a an absurd amount of um districts in our state. I don't know why we have like there's some cities and within the same city there's multiple there's different districts within that same city boundaries. So mm. I don't I I I know that right now different schools are handling the pandemic differently and there hasn't been like a our governor hasn't kind of kind of set the tone for how we're going to respond to the pandemic. So I don't know what's happening with the state assessments. Um Last time I was in public school, I believe that the assessment was a 10th grade assessment, the AIMS test, but I really, um, I don't know now. Um, I, I would hope that they, they would have allowed for some modification, um, or I hope they would cancel it, you know, but I I don't know. I could look it up real quick, but. (laughs)
0: Uh, That's fine. Um. But your your students at your school, because you you have mentioned you're you're teaching at a private school, um, they're chugging along, planning on taking the AP type exams
2: like any other normal year. Is it does it oh, feel for, similar? For sure. Yeah, it like like I said, we've had we our policies haven't changed. If you're registered for an AP course, then you're expected mm-hmm. to um, take the exam, and mm-hmm. we more or less have started school on time um, and so pacing wise teachers should be fine even though sometimes things go a lot slower when you're teaching um, virtually. Uh, yeah. Last year at the like I, I thought we should even modify like typical just like regular like any kind of course we should modify how we're assessing students just in general. Um. So but we I gave a multiple choice a short multiple choice assessment um, for final exam for my students um, in December, but I really would like to modify the final exam uh, for my honors biology class, because I I just don't think it makes sense to give them a typical exam when everything's been open note and open book. Mm. And for AP, second semester, I'm just going to have them we're going to do a lot of practice AP exams, um, just to help prepare them for the test. So, uh, yeah, that's where I am.
0: All right. Well, and in Massachusetts uh, is actually sounds fairly similar to Texas, um, which those words don't come out very often. No, uh, <laughs> but um, but our state uh, has uh, what is called the MCAS exams, and so uh, we actually have three exams that students are required to pass. There's a there's a math. There's a, an ELA and there's then a science course at high school level. Um, for most students, it is biology, but there are other science exams. But if you have to pass one of the science exams along with the grade 10 ELA or, um, and the grade 10 math. So the, the science one is whatever the first science course you take in high school that has an MCAS exam. So, for example, in my school, um, some of our freshmen take earth science and some take biology. Those that take earth science do not take an MCAS. Those that take biology do. And then those who take earth science as a freshman, their sophomore year will take biology, and then they'll take their MCAS sophomore year. So even in my school, uh, some take it as a freshman and some as a sophomore. So just sort of the kind of chaos you normally get in <laughs> Massachusetts. Um, and in my son's school, they do a physics first, and they take a physics exam because there is a physics exam. So you know, it's it's a little... Crazy, but schools decide what they want that first exam to be based off their course sequence, and the state sort of accommodates. Uh, but due to COVID, the ELA and the math are optional for grade 11 and 12. So if you were a sophomore last year, and the end of the year they canceled the MCAS, that class does not need to pass the MCAS to graduate. Huh. And if you're in grade 12 and you have yet to pass the MCAS because there were some students in there, your MCAS, is, your MCAS is also optional because basically all of their opportunities for retakes vanished. If you're in grade 12 and you didn't pass by the time you were your junior year, you're both your junior and senior year, you haven't had that opportunity. So they've removed that graduation requirement. However, grades 10 are going to be required for the ELA and the math. And if you're in a grade 9, you're going to be uh required to so so the science is going to be optionals for 10 through 12 but my ninth graders who are in my honors bio class are going to have to take the science course at the end of this year um so some of my students will be taking one exam and some will be taking two but almost every student i have uh, that's a freshman or sophomore is going to be taking a state exam at the end of this year um that's where it sits as of right now so We'll see. We'll see how they pull that off. Um, <laughs> similar, similar to what Lee said, my kids in general are going to be fine, but I don't know how they're going to pull this thing off. Um, <laughs> it's going yeah. to yeah, be, it's going to be
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said before, I'm just going to eat my popcorn and watch oh. <laughs> and see what happens. I mean, you know, because the, this, when we've given star in the past online, um, which hasn't happened at my campus. It's generally happened at the elementary campuses. There have been issues with, mm-hmm. with the testing system, with Wi-Fi, with everything, you know, because we, you know, the state does not have the technology infrastructure that is needed for millions of students to be online taking a test at the same time, Right. And, and, and and taking a secure exam at, you know, at that. And so I just, I don't know how this is going to happen, especially if every student is expected to have to take this online, you know, because it's not like, um, you know, when college board, you know, realized, oh my gosh, we've got to give this exam to millions of kids, you know, these exams to millions of kids, we've got to make sure that we do whatever we can to make sure that they have access the state of texas is not going to step up and be like oh my gosh we need to get computers into all of these kids hands of course i say that and knowing what i know about how fanatic this place is about their freaking standardized tests and and the tie that it has to school accountability you never know that might be the fire under their butts to say oh my gosh we do need to get a computer in every kid's hands because otherwise we're not going to get any star scores you know, because there's just such a, a a drive to make sure that these kids, for whatever reason, take this test. And and it's, I don't know. I mean, I really think that the data are going to come back and they're going to be terrible. Because, yeah. you know, the, the passing standard for the star, at least in biology, is really low anyway to start with, you know. Uh, and I just... I'm going to be really curious to see what the data, how the data get massaged <laughs> this year mm-hmm. to account for pandemic learning. You know, what is that going to look like? And and are they going to make exceptions, you know, for pandemic learning? I, I, I'm afraid they won't. You know, they haven't made any exceptions for it so far. Otherwise, we'd be remote, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know,
3: so I'm I'm not hopeful. You know, like I said, I just I feel bad for my colleagues that teach ninth grade bio and I feel bad for their kids. I really do.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for the like, you know, and I said we we have an at risk population in our school who 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 struggle for a variety of reasons. And, I, you know, again, amplifying the inequities, I feel that's the issue. But I also this entire year have felt like. Almost every word that has come out from our state board of education, about teaching and learning is making assumptions and is operating in a planet that is not the planet that I'm living on. Mm. Um, Like I don't like, like just the, just everything that they have to say about like every, from the start of the lockdown back in March to opening back up schools to they passed new like learning time requirements in the middle of December uh, this year. So mm-hmm. like they let all the schools set up how they're doing things, and then they change the rules in mid-December to be changed by the middle of January this year. Mm-hmm. Like, w- in what logistical way is that helpful <laughs> to what we're doing? So, right. uh, it it I don't feel like um it, it help is on the way um in terms of how to figure this out. But similar to you, we we do uh, do online exams, but they're in schools, face to face, in rooms with people proctoring. The concept right. of remote a remote implementation of the secure exam um seems fraught to me Oh yeah <laughs> it's, it yeah. seems like that's going to be a I, I I don't think that the decision makers who have been deciding how schools are going to open have enough institutional knowledge to understand the logistical challenges involved with the implementation of that no, um I
3: don't and, think they do either
0: And so like that just puts it more on school districts and again this will be more, as we keep seem to talk about the haves Versus the have nots. Will my school be able to figure out how to get it done? Even though we're one of the larger schools in the state? Probably. We're a one-to-one district. All the kids have devices. They'll probably be able to figure it out. Um, Will some kids not manage to do it? Will there be consequences for them? Will that be inequitable? Probably. Probably. Yeah, I just I, I just don't know. My wife even asked me, because we have a, a son who's going to be, an, who's an eighth grader this year, who technically eighth grade is one of the years they're supposed to take it. And she asked me, and I was like, I have no idea. Um, and normally, I'm the person who has all the answers to those questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it I, looks I, like
2: I, Arizona's doing the same thing, fifth, eighth, and 11th grade. Supposed to yeah. take a science exam, and it's supposed to be online. And it says for 2021 school year. Wow.
0: All right. Well, um, so so we know what the the powers that be are planning, um, <laughs> but but we also have a day to day job where we walk in and we 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 make it happen. So, um, this is where this is this is the point. I have made it said it before, and I'm gonna say it again. Um, you guys are gonna feel positive. You guys are gonna you're gonna finish this, and you're gonna be like, yeah, we're actually we should feel hair on fire, but we're not. So well, so let's get to it. How are you dealing with these end of course exams during this pandemic? How are you framing things for your students so Tanea, how how do you feel getting into the end of the year?
2: okay, so like i said i my students don't have to take us the state um assessment for a p mm-hmm. um definitely I've told the students that like if you if you come to class and you're engaged and you're supporting other students in the class and you're going home and doing um some of the things that I like, you know, I, I'm asking you to do as a student, um, you're going to be, you're going to be fine for the test. Um, so even as like a first year, the first year I taught AP bio, I think this is my third year teaching it. I'm not Mm -hmm. counting very well. Yeah, this, this (laughs) is my third year teaching it. So, um, my, the students that I had, they did well, like they're smart kids. Like they didn't, I didn't ruin them. You know, I, I think there was some worry that I might ruin the (laughs) test scores for the school, but like the test scores were great. Um, They were slightly down for like the pandemic year, but that was like the, like, I had some kids that just were extremely depressed about like their senior year, just being taken away Mm. from them. So, Um, so my, my AP students are going to be fine. And then my honors biology students like we're, we're chugging along and we're having fun and um, a lot of fun in, I'd say the freshmen have high energy and they really enjoy what we do in class. And so I, I really want to give them an end of the year assessment that kind of is, is fun for them where they kind of delve in and think about things outside the box. So I might um, modify the uh, race uh, final exam, video final exam project that I did last semester and then do something similar to that and i might try to collaborate with another teacher um in a different department again uh and so that's 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 where i am right now yeah all right so everything's going just
0: like sunshiny happy getting a vaccine you are like you're today is killing it
2: yeah and getting my (laughs) vaccine on friday but i am i like i'm I, I am over AP a little bit. Like, I'm just like, I, like, I, I, I don't know. I just, um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys about it later. I'm over AP, I think.
0: Yeah. It's, I think that there definitely is a piece about the, what is it, what are these, what does it mean when they take the AP exam? You know? Um, but uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I'll, I'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so Lee Lee, uh, you know, I don't know since we started this recording, have any more of your AP teachers quit on you? Um, have you no, ever?
3: thank God. <laughs> no, well, we we.
0: How, how are you doing? How what's how are you framing things for your students and how are you feeling during the pandemic? Year?
3: Well, and I mean, honestly, I have tried not to talk a whole lot about the exam since we did registration back in October, Mm -hmm. um, just because I want my kids to focus on learning the science. You know, I, I'm, I mean, yeah, I know that there's an exam coming and, and all of this. And I know that they're probably worried about that exam, but I told them from the very beginning, I go, look, you will be so you will be very well prepared for this exam by the time it happens. You know, I think you're in really good hands, you know, we're going to do this and this and this and this. And I mean, and, and I tried to be as confident in saying that as I have been in years past, just because I didn't want the kids to worry, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, there are some days when I doubt that <laughs> just because there's so much we haven't been able to do with our students that normally, you know, we would get to do, you know, like wet labs and, you know, all the manipulatives that we use and all of this. Um, you know and and we've noticed a decline in test scores and things like that on assessments just in in class assessments, and so I'm kind of girding myself for lower performance this next year, but knowing that I still taught the best course that I could, you know, given the situation that I've been placed in, i mean because let's face it, you mean you know we've all we're all in this same kind of situation where we can't do things as we would normally do them. And, you know, we're, we're all trying to do the very best that we can with our students, with the resources and the time that we have. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, you know, I finally just had to tell myself, okay, yes, you are super extra when it comes to, you know, making sure that your kids get a great experience and all of this, but, you know, you've kind of been dealt a crappy hand, And, you know, it's, it's hard to make lemonade out of these lemons, but I mean, it is, it's, it's been very difficult to make, you know, lemonade out of these lemons, but I'm trying the best that I can. You know, and so this semester, as I'm talking to my students, you know, I do mention the exam a little bit more because I do want them to remember, oh, hey, you know, we are getting ready for this test. And we're going to you're going to find that, you know, the things that we do this semester are going to kind of point, you know, get you to under, you know, get you to, you know, you know getting assessed the way that you're going to be assessed in May and and want you to start thinking about, you know, all the connections between all the content that we've learned. You can't forget the things that you, you know, that we learned last semester because they're going to come back and and haunt you <laughs> this semester, you know, just like they will on the AP exam. And so, you know, I've tried really hard to, to teach the best course that I can, you know, without, you know, beating the kids over the head with there's a test at the end, there's a test at the end. They get enough of that. Mm -hmm. You know, in their earlier school years because of STAR, you know, every year there's some sort of testing. I mean, these kids are tested from the time they're in third grade to the time they're in 11th grade. And, 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 some 12th grade, because if they're taking AP exams and they're testing all the way up until their senior year, I want them to just learn to love science, you know, and that's something else I'm afraid of is that the, the way I'm having to teach science right now, I'm afraid that some of these kids are just gonna be like, yeah, no, I don't want to do science ever again. You know, and that's a genuine fear that I have,
1: yeah. you know,
3: so I'm not so much worried about the exam as I am worried about, you know, what's going to happen to the, the passion that some of these kids have for science. Is it still going to be there when the, when everything shakes out? you
0: know? Yeah. And that's, uh, I've heard you, not just you say that this year, a lot of people, the the loss of the wet lab, mm-hmm. um not being able to pull out resources because of, you know, the d- distancing and the spacing when you, even for those in face-to-face that it has been, it it's not, it's not an equitable experience to what we've done in past years. Mm-hmm. Um, can't. Yeah. So there's stuff in my prep room that will be very dusty by the time I next, the next time I use it. Um, yeah really good stuff stuff that i can't wait to use again
3: yep exactly so, same here
0: <laughs> so ryan you have uh you have two different cohorts you know, where you have a lot of different cohorts in there but you've got your yeah. you, you've got students who you feel you feel very confident with your biology you've got these these ap chem uh how about you how, how are you framing things for your students um during this year
1: well you know again my students are from a very different demographic being as rural as we are, um, there really isn't much of an emphasis placed on end of course exams anyway, whether it be the state or the AP exam or even the ACT. I mean, any standardized test There really is not much of an emphasis placed. Um, So it's pretty much business as usual. We're staying on pace as much as we can, but because we are rural, internet connectivity is not 100%. 100%. So when kids get quarantined, they uh, don't necessarily have access to anything. So they're just kind of behind.
2: Mm-hmm. So we're just we're
1: doing the best that we can. Um, I wasn't able to roll out some things that I wanted mm-hmm. to roll out just because of the weirdness of the year. But, you know, the, the uh, kind of like what Lee was saying, you know, I'm just giving them the best science education that they can get uh, as much as I can. Um, we're making sure they know that they're they're not a test score. They the test score does not define them. Um, but we're 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 just plugging along, I guess that there's not not much that we can do, especially because again, we don't have the same resources as other schools do, and they they just don't have the same um, options to learn from home as other districts do.
0: Yeah. So is is it? It's just not even, it's probably not then heavily on your kid's radar. Like you don't have a lot of anxiety. Your kids are not like worried about what, what the exams come in a few months away from now are at least compared to probably say my students.
1: Right. You know, who asked right. <laughs> right. But you know, the, the vast majority of my students will enter a trade or, you know, go straight to work where they will make more money than me. Cause if they want to be alignment, they're going to make more money than me. Um, the, those that do go to college, um, they're probably going for free. They're all Pell Grant, Pell Grant eligible and they're all, you know, they, they all have the financial need. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's not really of great importance to them. I mean, the, my, my kids who want to do well, they, they just, they just want to do well, but if they don't you know they're not financially bound cuz their tests are paid for they're they're just kind of going with the flow like i guess all we that's all we can do right now
0: <laughs> yep go with the flow actually, i actually have a a partner who uh teaches right next to, next door who has said go with the flow is gwtf uh, and that's <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you no, know, uh, you want know, if people don't know what you're saying there, Dave, uh, it might be an issue, but uh, uh, yeah, I I mean, for me, it's it's uh, you know, at the beginning of the year and over the summer, and you know, every time Lee talks about when she started because I think our first day of school, uh, I'm gonna look back because I got my calendar sitting right next to me. I think my first day with students was middle of September. So my first day with my students, uh, I can tell you, with my little plan book sitting next to me here, um, I had students in class on September. Yep, uh, September fourteenth was my first day with students. Wow, So that's what six weeks after you started,
3: Lee? Seven weeks? No, about a month actually. We started oh, with yeah. kids on the yeah on the twelfth.
0: Oh, you we 12.
2: started on the 12th. So that's, five the weeks same, that's the same for me. I started like August 13th or something like that. Yeah.
0: So I started five weeks after, and um, in that prep planning time leading up, um, you know, we basically, as you know, my honors group, we were the ones who will have kids who will take the EOC, we were like, well, let's just get a whole bunch of stuff, uh, and we we over prepare our students because for a long time we prepared our students for the the SAT subject area test, or as some people used to call it, the SAT two biology or back from blast in the past, Lee, they were used to be called achievement tests. Yes. That's
3: what it was when I was a kid.
0: I know because me too, Uh, same thing. Um, We're we're the same peer group. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And I remember them called achievement. So, but those, those exams, you know, we used to have kids take those. And and over the last handful of years, those have become less and less important. And we've been moving away from them. That court, that exam is a bit of a black box. Uh, but we, we prepared our students well beyond the, the content necessary to do well on the state exam, and our state exam has transitioned to be more of an NGSS-based exam, so we had to build more time in for skills uh, for kids to, to work on different science practices um, as they worked. So we really have uh, cut back on content, but we're still, I think, well within, um, you know, our targets to hit that exam. And our honors kids are, you know, they're a bunch of nerds. They, you know, and I I say that with the most love possible. They're going to be fine. Like, I'm not worried about my honors kids. Um, I do worry about some of our at-risk kids in our school and whether they're going to have the foundation, especially with the disrupted learning of going back and forth from remote to hybrid and that we've had. And a lot of those kids really struggle when we go fully remote. They just don't attend class. Um, some because of connectivity and some because of their they don't have stable home lives and and lot, lots of stuff, you know, um, that that sort of is in that same ballpark um, where they just they just don't have the kind of space that my my high performers have in order to do work at home. Um, and then for my AP kids, I I could not be happier the last couple of years that we blew our course up and have been approaching things from sort of a storylining Approach, and so we do lots of AP related practice as it fits in other things. But I've only given, you know, when this this comes out, I've only given three exams for the year, um, that are AP, ex- mm-hmm. you know, AP really exams. But I'm not worried. My kids are doing well on all those questions, and we're going to address all the learning objectives, and they'll have less multiple choice practice, I think, mm-hmm. than normal, and, and a little less. Um, FRQ practice, but they still are getting a decent amount of FRQ practice and multiple choice question practice and I've been doing a lot of informal quizzing um, sort of on a regular basis using the AP classroom and searching through and putting together little content quizzes and using a lot of example questions. So uh, it's been super you know it's 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 been super helpful to not feel like I'm behind. Um, I think when I go on to the co- the only time I worry about being behind is when I go onto the teacher forums and read other people who are all freaked out about being behind. Um, yeah, don't do that.
3: <laughs> it's like reading the comments on, on, mm-hmm. you know, just dis- discussions on the internet. Just don't, <laughs> just don't.
0: But I, I do, I, the one thing I, that I do wonder, and, and Tanea's comment really made me wonder is I do wonder, um, As of right now, the kids who are in my freshman, sophomore biology class, they're going to be taking the AP biology in a couple of years. And I'm wondering what the echoes will be of the cutting back of content and the loss of time that we had now when those kids go to take a second year course. Are there going to be gaps that we don't know about? But they're there. You know what I mean? I, uh, I
3: think so. I mean, my, my team and I have had those discussions, you know, because we we get sophomores taking our course. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we'll see we'll see if there are gaps immediately next year. Right. Because we'll get those kids from the ninth grade center coming across the street to the high school um, next fall. And so we are anticipating that there will be gaps. Now, where will those gaps be? We have no idea. Um, I have a feeling quite frankly that a lot of them are going to be skill gaps more than content gaps because yeah. content content can be googled right Like I can I can tell you hey go to this and watch this video and you know do this what I can't Google is how to apply a skill you know? And so, you know, or how to learn a skill. And so what we're really afraid of is the the gaps in, you know, skill application and all that, because we already see some of that, you know, when we see their first writing samples and we, we think it's going to be worse next year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fully anticipating that now, what are we going to do to kind of head that off? I don't know. We haven't really thought that far ahead, you know, we're, we're ahead, but we're not ahead. (laughs) You know, we'll probably
0: think about it after the AP exam. Uh, Yeah, the AP. And this is going to come out in early February. But like, even then, that's four months away from the AP. The the AP exam right now, as we're recording this, it it feels like 100 years away from now. Like, it really does. Like, -hmm. like, I can't even wrap my mind around, like, May. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and
3: because our exam is later this year than it normally is, because we are now the Friday of the second week, my school ends the next Friday. Like our last day of school is the 21st. So, you know, and then for kids who have to take the late exam for whatever reason, it's, I want to say it's that, it's that next week. I just don't remember what day it is. So hypothetically, I have kids who are sitting for exams the day that they graduate high school, which is that Friday. Oh, that's crazy. You know? yeah, yeah, it happened last year. So with IB.
0: And our and our and we also have the option where we are to even push the exam back further. Um, I don't know. There was something that came out from the college board to our school that yes. asked us about like, do we want to push it back even more or that sort of thing? And I know there's, you know, uh I haven't really talked about I I have no desire to push it back too much. To mm-hmm. me, because we're so late, like I'm fine with the date that we're gonna take it. Um I don't see any, but I don't know that we're going to get a whole lot more benefit going back another week or a couple more weeks, but similar to you, our seniors uh, get out early in Massachusetts. So my seniors get out a week after your school is out, but my juniors still have like another three weeks of school after that. So my school doesn't get oh, wow. out for, yeah, well, makes sense for, we start yeah. four weeks after yeah, you, don't you. start
3: <laughs> late. But your seniors get out early. See, that's a, that's a foreign concept to me yeah. because all of our kids get out at the same time. It's just that our school has graduation the last day of school. <laughs> and it's, as long, as long as I've been there, it's always been that way, yeah. you know, and it never made any sense to me to have graduation at the same time that the last day of school was happening, even though for us, it's a half day, you know, because the <laughs> expectation is that teachers wrap up grades, finish everything, and then show up to work graduation. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. And this was before graduation was held just across the street at our stadium. We used to have to graduate the kids out of, um, University of North Texas, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away from us. <laughs> and so, yeah, you'd finish the school day at like 3.30, you know, with your grades and everything, and then have to hop in the car, get, you know, be ready to roll to to go to graduation and drive all the way to Denton to go to graduation and show up there at five o'clock because they expected you to be there two hours ahead of the ceremony. And I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what? And, and you have to keep in mind that normally the reason I, I'm usually... At the AP read, you mm-hmm. know, in Kansas City, and my students right. are still in school. And my students are still in school. Yeah,
3: see, and that just blows my mind. There's so many of you <laughs> that go to the reading, and you still are, te- you know, still teaching. And I'm like, what? We've been out of school for X yeah. number of weeks now. The,
0: the yeah, last and time this I was- year,
3: because the reading is a little bit later, yeah. you know, and we get out so early. I'm like, dang, it's almost a month <laughs> yeah. before. Normally, you know, so it's yeah. weird.
0: Normally, normally I am making sure my grades are submitted while i'm at mm-hmm. the read in the evenings you know when i'm nice and fresh mentally fresh i'm making sure all my grades and comments are in one night there while we're at the read so uh <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think this is a good distraction the middle middle winter thinking about end of course exams and um i'm happy to report there's four of us here and none of us are freaked out about end of course exams even if you go on the boards and read people who are freaking out about the ap exam or their end of course exam so we are not freaking mm. out like Not not like the internet. We're not representative of the internet today. So that's that's
3: not a bad thing. (laughs) We are a small sample size.
2: Yes. Um there's too many there's too many other things to be freaked out about, (laughs) honestly. Yes. Yes, yes.
3: There are bigger things to be freaked out about. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Well I'm hoping that when you know I've been telling people that um that you know I'm not surprised that the vaccine rollouts have been kind of chaotic, but when this episode comes out, you know, the nerds will be in charge. Um, and we need nerds in charge to roll things out. So, um, you know, next time we sit down to record, hopefully things are, you know, there's a, I I am generally optimistic. I think that comes across a lot of the time as weird as it seems in spite of the fact that I bring up all these negative things, I'm an optimist. And so I'm an optimistic person that every time we're going to record from now until the end of the year, things are going to be a little bit better. I'm not saying they're going to be great, (laughs) But I'm saying that this is the darkest recording hopefully we have all year, and that every time there's more light as we get into our close to the end of the year, we're going to have more light every day, and things (laughs) are going to get better, because it's hard to get much worse. So, um. (laughs) yeah.
3: Yeah, it's gonna say nowhere okay, to go okay. but That'd up. Be better. yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly.
0: But I mean I gotta tell you, I'm I'm excited when this our next when this episode comes out, you know, one of us will have had a vaccine by the time we sit down to record our next one. Maybe more than more than one of us will at least know when our vaccines are coming. Uh, and that's that's sort of where my that's my optimism. That's my next marker yes. for hope. All right. Well, uh if you have thoughts, uh, we'd love to hear how, you know, how your end of course Uh, is shaping up are you freaked out tell us that we're wrong tell us that why we should be freaked out or tell us that you know you're you're calm and you're doing the best you can like the rest of us Uh, you can share them uh, with us at life of the school on twitter Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to life school on any podcast player of your choice you can go to patreon.com slash lots support the work we do Uh, get us so that we may have all the same kind of microphone Um, that'll make it easier on our editor uh, which is me yes for sure Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh and you can go to patreon.com slash lots you can donate a buck or two a month and you can also get early show releases there i post show notes there i post show notes on life school.org music on this and every episode are provided by jake jenkins and next magicians and again you can follow us on twitter at life of the school we will see everybody soon okay,